Hey, hey, what is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 podcast. I am Heath, Jay Heath. Graham alongside Cody, the producer, man. What's up, Cody? Not much. How you doing, man? Man, I'm so wonderful. Dude, I was watching the, working on a, a film, and I was watching a clip. We were down in Texas, and uh, we were bird hunting. Yeah. And um, I got the gun instead of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that happened and, a little bit down there. Yeah. With you and Matt. Yeah. Well, Matt was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd turn around and look. He'd have a shotgun in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's worth it. But I was watching that, and uh, you were you had the camera, and the bird flew, wham, before anybody got their gun up. I, it was on the ground. You said, go to the producer. <laughs> I was laughing this morning while I was watching it. That's good times. <laughs> I love it down there, man. That was awesome. Yeah. So, I've had a good week, productive week. Um, A lot going on in the outdoor world, despite negative COVID junk that's going around. (laughs) Golly, man. But things have still been good. Yeah. And uh, battling through it. And I'm excited to see how it all comes out, man. I really am. Yeah. We've said it before. You know, a ton hasn't changed for us with the exception of travel. But... I, I think every this is just Heath's feel right now. I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Things have sped up. Is that right? Proper grammar? I don't know if it's the proper grammar, Golly, but it is what it is. Things are flying, man. <laughs> it is like we had State of the Union calls today, and I'm like, we just did this like two hours ago. <laughs> Last Friday, it felt like. Yeah. Because things are moving so fast. Yeah. It's like warp speed. Most of the time, I don't know what day it is. I've been that way the and, last two weeks. Um, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do what you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel that you know, being you know, not going to the places they're used to going, mm-hmm. or their routines have all been adjusted from you know, from whatever reasons. And uh, man, I'm sure there are people laying in their bed today thinking it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, the only routine that's changed for me is 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 that we're busier. <laughs> So I didn't think that was possible, but I realize it is now. Yeah. And so my personal challenge right now is making myself stop on the weekends. Yeah. And and getting out. And I mean, I know it's a challenge for me to get on the tractor. Yeah. But I really have because now what I catch myself doing is when I'm out doing something just for Heath on the weekends or something, I feel like there's something I need to get done because mm-hmm. I know more deadlines are coming. Yeah. And so I've really tried to have to ba- balance that out. Um, yeah. And I will have to continue to do that for the next several weeks because we got a lot of deadlines coming up. <laughs> for the next several years, but <laughs> Probably so. Yeah, I was talking with uh, Mark the other day and I was like, man, I can't get off the phone. He goes, just so you know, it does not get better. <laughs> I was like, great. <laughs> but it's 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 fun, man. I, I love, you know, interacting and talking with people and we have so many relationships and every call is important to me so i don't want to just ignore it unless and i do sometimes if i'm on another call it's about the Mm -hmm. only time but unless it's a number i don't know i will usually because i get too many people trying to sell something we got our team spread all over the u.s now you know i know and so some of the calls that i um normally wouldn't have answered i've started answering oh yeah just because you know it could, it could be, be one of our guys in, in yeah. pennsylvania or yeah. whatever new jersey so i answered it the other day we were sitting here at the office working and i answered it and it was a spammer oh and yeah you were like ah gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's hilarious well we've uh 
we had some we actually did i was busy last week man with stuff even outside of just our typical day-to-day we had a great uh, conversation with our friend dustin from feed the hunt their podcast which i don't know when that's airing but it'll be coming out for too long um but we've had some good conversations with some people um reflecting back over some you know past leadership podcast mm-hmm. that has kind of i guess led us to today to, to jump back into some leadership discussions and you and i were talking even i mean the last couple of days but especially today before this recording about some things we might could challenge people with and um kind of grow in our our leadership personal development personal growth however you want to look at it so let's kind of go down that path today give me some thoughts you were having um as far as topics today and see if we can't dive into this thing together and add some value yeah man i think uh there's always room for improvement when you're a leader in any organization doesn't matter if it's a billion dollar organization or you're just barely breaking you know breaking even on the books and so there's some i think there are some classic things doesn't matter what business you're in that are always going to be there you know whether it's um, leading somebody leading people or trying to grow there's some things that you're going to have to always do and so we were just kind of talking about what what are some things that can build people's businesses or their brands that we don't always think about you know you're always thinking about the stuff that sells and how to get more viewers or more eyeballs and all that kind of stuff but really if you go all the way back to the nuts and bolts of growing a business there's some key things that you have to do you have to have hard conversations yeah you have to have confidence and you have to help people get better yeah you know so i think that's you know if we can talk about those things today and um, whether you're the the top leader or you're you know middle you on know, the team on or whatever the team or yeah. whatever these these apply to everybody because i've told my kids i've told people this for a long time you're always leading somebody somewhere yeah doesn't matter what you're doing you're leading somebody and yeah. so these are things that i think um you know are really beneficial if you learn how to i don't know say if this is the right word but master them if if it's something that you can get better at yeah you know what I mean? yeah you nailed it on the first one there when you mentioned having difficult conversations it is definitely something that is always going to be a part of our lives mm-hmm. and we will either do one of two things we'll either acknowledge that and handle them or we'll acknowledge it and do nothing with it <laughs> you're going to do one or the other because yeah. oh, you're yeah. going to have that in life in general and so especially from a from the, the business front so to speak um having the ability and willingness to have those conversations is huge well i think we also need to i mean maybe clear the air for people the moment you hear the word difficult you always think bad yeah but the reality is difficult conversations are good yeah you know if you have the right motivation in having those conversations you know so i think when people think about the word or that idea of having difficult conversations with the people in their organization they're automatically thinking man they're they're gonna quit they're they're gonna hate me you know whatever how are they gonna receive this yeah is is this gonna create a a burr in the relationship you know causing us to not be able to work to all of those negative aspects sometimes keep people from having these conversations but if you'll from the beginning of, of those conversations if you'll say what is the purpose well the purpose is to help this person get better, to help our organization move forward, to help all of this, you know, I think that it makes it much easier to do. Yeah. So when you, when you think about the idea of difficult conversations, for whatever reason, it seems like just my experience has been most people generally want to avoid them if they can. Mm -hmm. 
why is that do you think i mean is it what causes someone to not <laughs> want to have that conversation with someone well i think it could go one of two ways one people are really nice and they don't want to hurt other people's feelings <laughs> that's a big that's a reality a lot you of know? people that are that, that they, way they, they don't want to do that or two um there are people that don't want to have those conversations because they're afraid that it'll affect them yeah. negatively. Yeah. You know, I, I heard, I think I mentioned it to you earlier. I heard on a podcast the other day, I try to listen to leadership podcasts as much as I can. And that's part of what I've made a part of my regular weekend kind of weekends right now is trying to invest in myself a little bit and grow. Cause I feel like all throughout the week we're, we're intentionally it's part of the roles we have, but we're investing in our teams and trying to figure out ways to grow and be better. But at some point you're not going to have nothing left to give if you're not continually investing in yourself. And I heard on a podcast this last weekend, actually referring to this topic we're talking about, a guy said it's actually, it is actually a selfish act to keep the truth from someone you care about. Mm -hmm. I'd never really heard it put like that. Now we've talked about having hard conversations, I think on previous podcasts, but I've never reflected back on it myself and thought that's a selfish act right. to not tell someone. It actually is referred, I mean, it basically states that you you care more about yourself than you do that person. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, it kind of hit me. Like, like, I don't feel like I have a tough time having conversation, at least at this stage of life. I probably did earlier in life. But I understand now the value behind why that's important. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason people don't have want to have those conversations, one, is fear of the unknown. They don't know how that person's going to respond. Mm -hmm. You already said it. They don't want to create a burr in the relationship or whatever. And so I think the tactic by which you have that conversation and how you communicate yeah. it is huge. Yeah. I always try to keep things really simple. Mm -hmm. And so I've always kind of tried to approach difficult conversations, whether it's with my kid or somebody that works under under my leadership or somebody that's uh, a you know peer to peer whatever i've always tried to approach difficult conversations with a sandwich approach you know start with something positive yeah talk about the challenge then end with something positive you know like just because people like to be praised yeah you know, they like oh, to yeah. feel like you appreciate what they're doing yeah and if they know that you're that you care, you can have a lot of candor with them, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, so I think if you start that way and if every conversation is that way, you know, you don't want to roll up in the, in the joint, you know, that you're working at and be like, man, you're awesome. You suck. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> and that'd be the only conversation you ever have with them because they're going to know something's up. Yeah. But if on a consistent basis, you're always, whether it's, you know, on the phone or a zoom call or, or in person, I don't like the word praise, but you know, like yeah. being excited or celebrating what somebody is good at. Yeah. Then when it comes time for those hard conversations, it's not weird if you start like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, and I think too, that the, the more whoever the relate, because often I think the people you're closest to sometimes can be the harder conversations mm -hmm. because you've had a long-standing relationship with them or whatever. Maybe it's your wife, maybe it's somebody you've been in business with 20 years um, or even a kid. But I think the, it comes for me, it comes back to the why we, we always end up here. seems like, but always you have to be able to communicate why this conversation matters. Yeah. And it's not because we're trying to say what you do is not good enough. Mm -hmm. It's because we're trying to help, 
help that person get to where they know they can be. And I think that's the job of, of, of any leader, really. It's just like a coach is when you see the potential in people, you want to, it's your job to be able to pull that potential out of them mm-hmm. because a lot of people are going to battle self-confidence to think they can't do the job or they don't think yeah. they're good enough. And I think it's, it's our job in the leadership role to be able to communicate the why these conversations matter. And at the end of the day, be able to show them why this benefits them. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all selfish at some level at the end of the day. But if I can, if you can tell me why something matters and how it's going to benefit my life by having that conversation, I'm all in. Yeah. I may disagree with you on a level or two here and yeah. we'll talk that out. But at the end of the day, the, the overriding principle is it's going to better my life in the future. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the why behind why it's so important to have those conversations is, mm-hmm. and it goes back to that selfish quote that I was just reading is we've got to care for people enough that we want to see them be successful because if we don't tell them we're going to continue to allow them just to drown in their own self-pity so to speak yeah if whatever if they're doing something continuously that is not getting the job done it's our job to be able to communicate why this matters for mm-hmm. them and so you can end that conversation i love what you said starting with a positive hitting it dead on and ending with a positive the reality is the ending part there could be a positive or a negative depending on how they receive it. <laughs> yeah. Because the reality is the positive is, is if you change the way you're operating to do it the right way, whatever that is, according to whatever umbrella you're under, it's going to benefit you. But the negative side of that is if you don't, it's going to hurt you more yeah. down the road and you might not be around long. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good point to pause and say, we're talking about having the difficult conversation, but let's talk about receiving the yeah. difficult conversation. I, I think every opportunity is an opportunity for growth, you know? And so if your leader comes to you and says, Hey man, we need to talk. You're really, you're really knocking it out of the park at this area, but this is something we need to work on. Um, you know, like you said, you can take it one or two ways. You can say, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm done with you. Or you can say, what what do I need to adjust? You yeah. know, you can sit down and self-evaluate or look at, your, you know, what you're doing and, and, then, and make those changes. So not only is di- having the difficult conversation a very important part of growing a brand, receiving the difficult conversation yeah. and applying it to your life, it's going to make you better. Yeah. You, like Even if you're not with that same organization, if you will apply it to your life, you was, go to a different organization and all of a sudden you don't have to have that same conversation again because you've changed yeah. what brought it on. You, you, know? you almost read my mind because I was thinking the same thing. Ooh, if you, I need a cool sound of, effect right there. Kind of scary. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, is if you, if you're not so part of receiving the hard conversation is obviously being open to it and being willing to at least consider changing if it makes sense and adds up. If the why matters, then being willing and open enough to receive the conversation. But if you're not willing to, Mm -hmm. you're going to find, and I've seen this over and over, you're going to find that wherever you end up moving on to, you're going to see, see the same red flags pro, over pro, and over pop and over. up there that you would. Oh, yeah. We used to see it back in the church world all the time. Uh-huh. People would change churches left yeah. and right. Yeah. You know what? Two years later, they were changing, going somewhere and else. And you could almost always... It yeah. was the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Almost so always. I think being able to have it and receive it are, are a huge part of growth and leadership, mm-hmm. whether you're giving it or, or you're receiving it. Let's talk about the, the confidence aspect of this. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit before the podcast, but I've personally found I, I had, I had a com- I've had two or three conversations this week. Um, one of them with a team member of ours. I found that some of the, the, I don't know how to say it, the people that have the most ability sometimes have the least amount of confidence, it seems mm-hmm. like. Not always, but 
I've seen that pattern in different people. I had a, a conversation with a guy this actually last night who who is runs a huge organization, probably got 600 or so employees underneath him, but was battling having not necessarily conversations, but something he's looking to do. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag for him, even though you don't know who I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> he's looking to step out and do something new, not from a career standpoint, but just something as he's wanting to add value to people's lives. But he literally himself said, I'm having trouble getting past being confident enough to speak on what I'm wanting to talk about. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, I'm like, dude, you have such a credible platform just from your experience. It goes back, though, to... Yes, we see it from the outside looking in. He does have a huge platform, but even somebody at that level still battling confidence mm-hmm. to be able to do what they were wanting to do. I think that's a common theme a lot of times in life is sometimes the people that have the most potential sometimes struggle. It's just like a coach. You see a player come in and it's the coach's job to speak to their potential mm-hmm. and get them to rally them around and get them to where they need to be. Um, some of our guys dealt with it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're producing a lot of television shows now. And a couple of our guys are phenomenal at what they do. They really are good. But they because they had never stepped out and tried this and produced a show, they battled a little self-confidence, mm-hmm. thinking, man, I don't know that I'm good enough to do this. Right. We start throwing around all the technical aspects and requirements of television and what's got to be in there. It kind of can overwhelm yeah. you at first. But the reality is they're knocking it out of the park because somebody pushed them and said, look, you got to do this and you're going to be phenomenal at it. And now right. they're reaping the benefits and it, the, and the praise from the people they're doing it for because they are so good at it. Right. What's your thoughts on, on, um, confidence and self-confidence? Well, I think there's a balance between com- confidence and arrogance, mm-hmm. you know, um, an arrogant arrogance can push people away. Confidence can draw people to you yeah you know and so i think you have to find the balance between that fine line i think people who struggle with self-confidence um i've been one of those through different portions of my life part of that is related to history you know things that happen as i grew up or um and and everybody plays you know part of its personality part part you know like there's so many different aspects that go into that and i think i was telling you earlier one of the things that I learned early on in our business is you have to have confidence and that doesn't mean you have to go out and act like you know everything but it means that you have to be willing to um to to say you can figure it out yeah. <laughs> you know and then and then talk or speak or communicate with the with that with that understanding you know like I might not know everything but I do have the resources whether it be um you know the internet or uh, <laughs> other people you Google know, University. On, yeah, Google, YouTube, you, and <laughs> you, you know, just knowing that there are resources available out there to help you, whether it's like I said, the internet or YouTube or Google, or other people on your team that or the team around you that can help you, you know, accomplish what is being asked of you at that moment. You know, yeah. and so I, I, for me, that's what I thought. I think was one of the, is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned being around people who have been successful. Um, over over my whole life of business and all that stuff and then especially in the industry that we're in when you're around people that are successful you learn if yeah if you learn if you're willing you'll learn what what is confidence what is arrogance how do you find that balance and then then you can apply that to your life and and it'll help you move forward as well yeah i, I want to dive a little deeper there and ask the question or answer the question and you touched on it but 
if you're not a confident person, how do you get confidence? You know, yeah. I've got a couple thoughts. There is one is in order to have confidence, one, it, it really is, there's two levels of it. I think you either need to know what you're talking about mm-hmm. or know that you have the ability to get answers for what you're talking about. Yeah. If you know those two things going into any conversation, it naturally just, you can't help but have confidence. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you know about if know about what you're talking about, if you don't know about what you're talking about, you need to research before you start having those conversations <laughs> yeah. and figure yeah. it out. And that goes back into, you know, we call it R&D in our side of things. We're not going to put a product out there that hadn't been researched and developed and mm-hmm. prototypes built and tested. And so you have to do that on a personal level as well, is before you start trying to act like you know everything, learn about whatever it is that's in your line of work so that you have the ability to be confident mm-hmm. right and so um that's one one thing in order to have confidence is know what you're talking about but but then the freeing part of this is and this is what can get me i feel like out of any situation or conversation in life business related especially and really even personally is if i don't have an answer I know how to get it mm-hmm. and it comes through resources and people and, mm-hmm. and the, the team approach that we have. But even whenever I was flying solo years ago, I could still have that confidence because I still knew where to go get answers right. or find and network and find the mm-hmm. answers for people, you know, and it's okay to be in a conversation and not have the answer right then, as yeah. long as you know, you can get it you yeah. know, and do. And then that comes down to just work ethic and yeah. dil- diligence to follow through and be able to go get the answer. Well, I think you hurt yourself more if you act like you have confidence. And then when it comes time to <clears throat> deliver, you can't, yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure. And because, and you don't, I think people pr- prefer honesty, you yeah. know, I think they prefer, you know, like in, most of the people that I've talked to, if I don't know a hundred percent the answer that they're looking for, they would rather me say, you know what, I'm, you know, I've worked in that area, but I know somebody who's better at it, yeah. and I want, I want to ask them before I give you a, a direct response, yeah. or you know, people, I think people appreciate that. You might lose some gigs over it, but you'll gain more than you lose. I oh think, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I would, I would add to that and say, um, speaking of confidence, the there's another underlying principle here I think that comes comes down to a pride issue for mm-hmm. us as humans especially sure. as males um, guys we all want to be the alpha male right mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day or, or a lot of people do I don't know I think I do but um, it comes down to not having so much pride and there's a difference between having pride in what you do but then having personal pride that keeps you from growing is being able to step back and say you know what I know somebody that's better at me than this. Yeah. That's hard for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Especially if you're an insecure person, it's almost impossible to, to bring praise and add value to somebody else that, that would make you, I've had this conversation with leaders a lot in the last couple of years. Often they're scared to bring somebody into the organization that could out, could outdo them in a certain area right. because their, their thought process, and this is not the right thinking. Their thought process is if I bring somebody in better than me, then why do they need me? Yeah. I've heard those words multiple times from different leaders that have a fear of bringing somebody else in better than them to whatever the situation is, whether it's just to help on a scenario or a project or to bring them into the actual organization and be a part of the team. Mm -hmm. Why do they need me if somebody's better than that? Mm -hmm. And that stunts the growth, I think, of so many businesses. I mean, we've seen in the church world, the Mm -hmm. background we come out of, 
that was a big deal mm-hmm. and it stunted the growth of yeah. hundreds if not thousands yeah. of churches and i've even learned that in the, in the under the umbrella we're under now is mm-hmm. we intentionally try to work ourselves out of a job yeah because there's something else we got to do right and so most um, people don't don't view it like that though what they're doing now is what they think they have to do forever. Yeah. And so they don't think of it like if I can bring somebody else on the team that can replace what I do and do it better, then that's going to make us more successful. And then I can do something else. You know, people don't think of it like that. They, they think of it of I'm being replaced and that's not the right way. It's not the right way. If you want to grow, right. If you want to stay where you're at, that mentality will probably work but you're not going to grow to the level you could and ever reach your potential if you're not willing to expand, delegate, hand off duties. And doesn't mean you don't still oversee those duties. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you think about it. Let's go back old school here for a minute. Uh-oh. We don't ever do this on the podcast, but we're going to do <laughs> we're it We're right going now. old school. It, well, it just popped into my mind. Let's go back religion-related for just a minute. Okay. There, there's a principle here. If you think about why today... Thousands and thousands of years later, religion is such still such a strong thing. I'm just using this. Just look at if you don't believe in religion and all that, that's fine. But just act like it's a business approach for a minute. Think about why we still talk about it and have faith and believe in, in a higher power today. The reason is, is because one man invested in 12 people mm-hmm. years and years and years ago. They call mm-hmm. them disciples, in case you're wondering. <laughs> but literally, and they were all jacked up people too, right. but those people come up under his leadership. And today, thousands and thousands of years later, people, steer, people still have the ability to have hope, be inspired. Mm-hmm. The principle of that model still works in business mm-hmm. today. I mean, it does. We're, we're living it right now with what we're doing. We, we, we have a fearless leader mm-hmm. who's amazing that is not scared to say what he, he may have an opinion about everything, but he knows what he's great at and what he's not. Right. And so he will delegate. We do that within our organization on the marketing side of our business. If we don't know something, we're okay with not knowing it mm-hmm. because we have people in place. And if we don't have people in place, we need to get them in place right. that can do the job better than we can because that's what enables us to grow as an organization. Mm-hmm. We can't get there by two or three people right. all doing the same thing. Yeah. We can get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I think we did. Yeah. At the level, we, we had about maxed out what we could do for the personnel we had prior to our merger. Right. And so now we're in a position that enables us to be more successful. To, to take on more work, to mm-hmm. have more clients, to have a bigger network. Um, and we've seen, what, we're in our third month. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about a massive expansion in a hurry. Think about, think about the <laughs> network we have right now from yeah. what we had three months ago as far as the conversations, the meetings we're in, the phone calls we're on, the people that are calling needing proposals or mm-hmm. whatever. It comes down to the overall power of the team. Mm-hmm. And so I think you even mentioned this, mentioned this before. The beauty of that is, is when you can let down your pride guard, so to speak, and have people that are better than you in certain areas, it really does bring the whole team approach together. Because mm-hmm. we don't look at our team and say, man, Cody's better than me than this. I need to let him do it, but I'm going to be out of a job. It don't, it don't mm-hmm. work like that. We're all in this thing together, and we literally want critiqued, and we want to at the end of the day get the best result we can by a team effort and so we all have roles that play into that you mm-hmm. know i think that's a, th- a huge key that stunts a lot of growth for people in business is is not being willing to say i'm not great in a certain area yeah 
and thinking you got to take on everything yourself. Yeah. So that'll do a couple of things. One that'll keep you from growing too. It'll wear you out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then you won't, yeah. you'll quit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You start not enjoying what that's when you give up on your dream. Yeah. And so I've always felt like I'm a pretty confident person, but I can tell you now we've been walking this process out <clears throat> for whatever, 10, 15 years. I can I can literally go into any meeting now and have absolute confidence in what we're talking about. One because of experience plays a lot has a lot to do with that. Yeah, but it's not because of what Heath knows, with the exception of knowing we can handle any situation. Mm-hmm. When it comes to anything marketing related, specifically related to our business, we can handle that because of the team we have in yeah. place, and we're all great in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And together, that greatness works together and yeah. fuels the, the team forward. Sure. You know? So, what was the last thing you had on there? We were just going to, I think we were just going to talk about the, how if you do that, if you're willing to have tough conversations and, and, uh, have, have confidence, confidence then yeah. you're going to build a better team yeah. all the way around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it, it does. It starts on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, before the brand can grow, we've got to grow as people, grow as, as you know, mm-hmm. have personal growth. And the result of that is a successful team. It's yeah. a successful brand. Yeah. And so it, it has, all those things, I think, are honestly work in, in order, so to speak. Um, I know it works in order from a personal standpoint. If you're not willing to grow, then you're going to become stagnant and you will only get to a certain level. Right. But if you are willing to allow someone to have hard conversations with you and vice versa, then you you facilitate the growth process for your life mm-hmm. and, and it works. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting to live that thing out to yeah. a certain level. I, and, and I, don't, I don't see any time you know, signs of it slowing down. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I'll even add this to this. I know with the direction we're going as a company, it is going back to what I was referring to with investing into myself on the weekends with personal growth. I know that I have to. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that as a pressure. I feel it as now I feel it as I want to yeah. invest in myself to grow. Because if you're not willing to invest in yourself, you don't have anything to give. Mm-hmm. Can't go anywhere. You run dry. It's like yeah. it's like you can only drive so far on. I a tank was thinking of gas. the same thing. Yeah, you, you can't <laughs> go. Getting kind of weird on this podcast. <laughs> We're gonna have to cue that sound effect up. <laughs> That's so funny. I was thinking the same thing. You know, people don't think twice about putting gas in their car. Mm-hmm. You know, they know I got to go somewhere. I got to get there, and the only way I'm going to do it is to keep filling it up. Yeah. You know, they don't think twice about it. Yeah. But ourselves we do you know we have to yeah and the cool thing about it is you get a lot farther yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yesterday we was out on the shoot and uh you spent a little bit of time bush hogging at the end of the day just to chill get on the tractor and it wasn't 15 20 minutes you come back and i was, you was like man tractor's about out of gas <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah we might want to shut it down but we'll come back and yeah. we can refuel you know yes sir and if you're not willing to refuel on a personal level you are going to run out of gas yeah and you're only going to have very little to give yeah yourself well, and your family and your organization if you think about all the things that we talked about if you're empty you're not going to have confidence. Yeah. If you're empty, you're not going to have the difficult conversations that are needed. Why? Because you don't have the emotional, mental capacity at that moment to have them yeah. and have them appropriately. You might have them, but it might be bad, yeah. you know, because of the, the dry tank, so to yeah. speak, you yeah. know? And so it's very, very important, you know, if you want to build a brand to, to do these things. Yeah. Any, any words of wisdom or advice for, how to, I mean, I think how to invest in yourself as mm-hmm. far as personal growth. I think obviously for us, the 
I'll keep talking so you got a minute to think about it since I kind of just threw, <laughs> that, threw that one on you. But oh, I got an answer. Well, I think obviously for us, that's part of the purpose of this podcast is we want to be able to inspire people, at yeah. least from the level we are. And we hadn't arrived anywhere. We're doing okay. But at least to where we're at is when I think about how do I invest in myself? One, I want to, I want to invest in myself. I only got so much time. Mm-hmm. And so I want to use that time to allow people that are farther along than I am mm-hmm to pour back into me mm-hmm. from a leadership standpoint. I'm not going to go to somebody that's at this stage of the game. Not always. I mean, sometimes I will. If there's some, a single entrepreneur that's just killing it by itself, I want to learn from them. Mm-hmm. But more times than not, I want to try to find somebody that is I know is way beyond where mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. and has made it farther down the chain of success, so to speak, if you want to call it that. From a business standpoint, what can I learn from them? What can I take from them that allows me to, and it's not what I was going to be, everything you hear from them but there'll be little nuggets here and yeah. there that you can say you know what that right there can apply to my life right and if i'll apply that i'm gonna see some growth right any yeah. any tips you have for that so i would i think people call it situational awareness but i try everywhere i go to pay attention to what's happening if i'm watching a tv show it may be a fiction tv show but i'm looking for things that that are been it could be beneficial to me Does yeah. that make sense yeah and so i would I would tell people, even when you're relaxing, don't turn off that uh, that awareness that awareness inside of you that there's always an area you need to grow. Yeah. You know, I think that that at the end of the day will help you get better, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's some good stuff, man. Yeah, I, mean, I like it. I really think uh, there's a lot of value there that if you can take one or two of those things, especially those first two it's going to impact the third one, mm-hmm. which is your life and, yeah. and your brand, whatever you're associated yeah. with your business. Um, just be willing to open up, grow, throw down your pride for a few minutes mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I'm terrible at this. The chances are there's a lot of people listening that could be terrible at personal growth. Yeah. I will say more, more times than not, at least in our industry, specifically related to our industry, if I went around and talked with 10 people and said, what have you done to do, you know, to invest in personal growth in the last month? Mm-hmm. Most people aren't even going to know what I'm talking about. I drink a milkshake. <laughs> They're going to be like, dude, I got out of school. I got through high school and college yeah. and I was done. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I think for us, that's one thing I noticed about our team is just you, you nailed it with the awareness, always being willing to soak something up. Mm-hmm. And, and take what you can. It's not always going to be everything, but take what you can be willing to learn and apply it to your life. And then, yeah. and then you can watch the results yeah. walk themselves out. Yep. It's definitely a huge part of living your passion. If yep. you want to get to a place of making a living, doing something you love, then these few key, key elements here can, can help tremendously. So hope that helps. You got anything else you want to add, Cody? Man, I'm really thankful for all the people that listen to the podcast. You know, we we kind of talked about it at the beginning, but we have conversations all the time with different people who listen. And um, it's cool to hear those stories of how it's impacting their it lives. Really like, is. I, I was on the phone. I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, I, last week was awesome. <laughs> you know, that's the coolest thing to hear how you took what you heard and uh, really just made a life change and it made you better, you yeah. know. And so that's i think you know what we do this for you know so if if you are a faithful listener and bring somebody else into the family yeah you know tell them to listen yeah share the podcast tag somebody you think would enjoy conversations like this give us some feedback you know and if you're a really really good friend and good listener go give us a review (laughs) yeah at the end of the day we don't say that just because we want another review we want to impact more people's lives right and if we can help more people be successful that's the end goal here 
and so do us a favor give us a, a rate review if you don't care unless you're gonna put a one or two just skip it <laughs> just yeah. leave that part just out. leave that part out but <laughs> all kidding aside we appreciate you guys for listening yep. hope you've enjoyed this little edition this little leadership set leadership session of the tour 12 podcast until next time peace out and god bless